0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the casual Big Ten podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, it's the kickstart for week four. The Big Ten action is starting the non-conference games. That silliness is almost over. We got a few more left this week, but we're finally going to see some Big Ten on Big Ten Crime. And I'm going to do my best to get through all these games and get you all riled up for what's going to happen this weekend. I say I'm going to do my best because if you listened on Monday, thank God JR was here. Man, I was not feeling it. I'm still a little under the weather. I might have like COVID X or whatever the new thing is. I don't know what's going on, but my throat's not feeling great. My head's not feeling great. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm not sounding great. I'm not looking great. But uh you know what? I love the big 10 football that's about to happen. And that's not going to stop me from recording an episode. It never has. And it never will. Uh, Um, I don't know why I made my voice like that. It never will. Um, very excited about what's coming up this week and it's on the podcast and on the football field as well. Uh, don't forget on Friday is the bet big episode. We'll talk about all the gambling lines. I got my boys, bet, big, Brad and B one G Wilson. Joining me, as always, we've already talked about this episode, how excited we are. We've all got winning records. That's a good thing. Maybe people should start listening to us. But seriously, don't, though. Don't listen to us. We're not giving financial advice or betting advice. Uh, But excited about that episode on Friday. We're not going to talk about any of the gambling lines on this episode. I'm just simply going to talk about the games. And those games start on Friday night. Yes, yes. Big Ten on Big Ten action starting Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. All the times that I mentioned are going to be Eastern, even though I live in the central time zone. Uh, This game is going to be on FS1. It's Wisconsin coming to Purdue. Now, this is a... I said this last week, actually, on the wrapped episode. This is a intriguing matchup of two (laughs) mid-level... Big 10 teams is what I'm going to call them because Purdue right now, as I've said a couple of times now, they're hard to figure out. Are they a decent team or are they a bad team? I think we kind of know they're not a great team. They might could be good this year. I don't think they're going to be great. Um, And then Wisconsin's the same way. I think that I had really high expectations, picked them to finish second in the Big 10 West in my standings. And I've been a little disappointed with them. I don't think that they showed enough against Buffalo. Buffalo got blown out by Liberty, you know, more than Wisconsin did. I thought that they played really average against Georgia Southern. In fact, I think Georgia Southern outplayed them at every position except for the quarterback position. Now, if you look at last week's game that Wisconsin just played and then you match it up with this week's game, First of all, Purdue is better than Georgia Southern, I think. But the one position that really lost Georgia Southern in the game is quarterback. And Hudson Card is definitely better than Davis Brin that they faced last week. The guy that threw four interceptions to Wisconsin. I think that there's no shot that happens this week. I think that the ceiling is two interceptions for Hudson Card. If he turns it over three times, then either Wisconsin is just really good on defense. They're getting a lot of pressure on him or uh, Hudson Card's making a lot of mistakes. I'm looking for uh, Maccabee to show up this game. I've been talking about him all offseason. Hasn't done a ton yet this year. This could be a huge game for him to break out. And speaking of running backs, on the opposite side, where's Braylon Allen going to be? Hopefully on the field, for, if you're a Wisconsin fan, hopefully he starts the game on the field. Because last week, they were struggling against Georgia Southern until he came in in the second half. And they started getting those turnovers and getting score after score after score. And Braylon Allen kind of took over the game. So intriguing, intriguing matchup. This feels like a spot for some reason. I just feel like this is a game that Purdue is going to win. I don't have any other reason other than just my gut feeling is I think Purdue could win this game. It's at home. They're coming off a really embarrassing performance where they let uh quarterback Schrader from uh, Syracuse just run all over them. So they got to get that taste out of their mouth. And uh, what better spot to do that than right back at home and just flipping what happened last week and doing the exact opposite. I see it happen all the time in football. I bet NFL games and I'll see a team like the giants and they get blown out week one. They don't even score. And then the next week they have one of the biggest comebacks I've ever seen. So I feel like Purdue might be in a spot like, that, where they could be flipping exactly the opposite way of what they did last week, that's Friday night, man. That's, that's just Friday. That's Friday. Let's flip over to Saturday. Weird schedule again this week, I think. One noon game? One noon game on Saturday? does it make sense. But here we are. Michigan plays a night game last week, and so does Rutgers, by the way. Rutgers' night game last week actually made sense because it was against a Big Ten team right? Am I forgetting who they played? No, it was against a Big Ten team. I can't remember who it was now, though. But Rutgers coming to Michigan, though. This is on uh, BTN. It's at noon. Huge spot for Rutgers. Huge spot for Rutgers. They are, from everything that I listen to, finally already getting some of the recognition that they deserve from people that I respect. Now, I've seen uh, power rankings where people have Rutgers at 12, as low as 12 in the Big Ten. I have them at four, I think 12 is absolutely disrespectful. Um, no lower than sixth right now, in my opinion, for uh, the Scarlet Knights. Everything's going to have to go their way, though, at the big house. I mean, they're going to have to run the ball really well. Gavin Wimsat is going to have to make some tough throws because this is not even, I can't even say by far the best defense he's going to play, maybe maybe all year. But its it's... It's in another galaxy for what he's seen so far this year. Um, he's going to have to have a great game. He's going to have to make some things really happen. Pull some things out of his ass, even, I would say, for him to have to win this game. Because uh, Michigan is also, sort of like what I was saying about, you know, uh, Purdue. They're not coming off of a loss, but they're coming off of a game where they were expected to do a little bit better jj mccarthy throws three interceptions the run game hasn't had those like you i've been expecting like blake quorum to get the ball and break like a 70 yarder or like what Donovan Edwards did last year against ohio state 80 yarder hasn't happened yet <coughs> excuse me i told you i was sick um so not a not a loss that they're coming off of for Michigan, but kind of a disappointing performance under the lights when a lot of people were watching them. They're, they're going to need to, I'm going to call it bounce back from that, and they're going to want to play well too. So this is a tough spot for Rutgers. I'm not expecting them to win this game. I said it on the uh, wrapped episode. I think that if they keep it close, that's going to gain them some notoriety. It's going to gain them some respect, and it's going to put the rest of the Big Ten on notice that Rutgers is going to be... A team that you can't just walk in and beat them like you used to be able to do. You used to be able to just roll the football out and say, all right, we just beat Rutgers. Let's go home and go to bed. Mm, Not going to happen this year. If you're a Big Ten East opponent, you're going to have to watch out for them this year. So I think that they could put put the rest of the league on notice, but um, not expecting them to win this game, though. Not expecting them to win this game. But it should be fun regardless. And it's the only game on at noon, which is ridiculous, I think. Going over to 3.30, um, we have Illinois. We have Florida Atlantic University coming to Illinois. This is at 3.30 on NBC. FAU is coming off a blowout loss that they just suffered last week to Clemson. A Clemson team that I'm not sure is even really that good. I mean, maybe they are. I saw them... Absolutely nerf a couple games like their their game that they lost. Was that against Florida State? I can't remember anymore. Who could? Um, Florida Atlantic also lost to Ohio and they beat Monmouth. So their one win that they have is not very impressive. This has got to be a get-right game for Illinois after what happened last week against Penn State. It felt like every quarterback last week was turning the ball over. Altmeyer did it. Uh uh, McCarthy did it. Uh, who else did it? Hudson Card was fumbling. Um, it just felt like the turnovers were bad last week. So I'm expecting Altmaier to look way better this game. He's going to have opportunities to run, but really, I really would like to see him stay in the pocket and kind of pick this team apart. That's what I would expect now. Illinois has had the toughest schedule I think out of all the 14 teams so far this year. They played a really tough Toledo team. They got beat by Kansas and then they play who I think is the best team in the Big 10, Penn State last week. That's the toughest schedule anyone's faced. This will be again on another galaxy the worst team that they've played. Uh it's an absolute it has to be a murder. It has to be this game was never in doubt. They can't they can't play around with FAU Otherwise, I mean, if they they're not going to lose this game, but if they even keep it close, though, uh, the respect level for Illinois is going to drop even further than it already has. Um, I need McCray and I need Reggie Love to finally get going. Altmaier has been like the the guy when it comes to rushing, and that can't be the case anymore. We need to get Reggie. I, I'm going to just say it, we need to get Reggie Love going in this game. We have to. We're going to either hand it off to him or we're going to have Altmaier pick this defense apart. I don't want to see anything else, really. This should be really basic for uh, Illinois going into this game. And then defensively, we talked about their defense in the offseason so much and uh, haven't been impressed with them so far. Not very much, at least. Their mindset has to be, we're going to shut this team out. We're going to leave this team with zeros when they leave this stadium today. So uh, I expect the defense to at least keep it under 10 but their mind sh- their mind shit their mind shit their mindset should be a shutout like I said. All right let's move on to the next game. We got Louisiana Tech coming to Nebraska. Uh, this is at also at 330 it's on BTN I think there's four 330 games. We'll find out here in a second. Um, Louisiana Tech is one of the few teams that's already played four games. Don't think that that's going to matter in this game. They're in Conference USA, but they're not one of the teams. They have been decent in the past, but I don't think this year they're expected to be that good. I'm not going to lie. I did less research on uh, Louisiana Tech than I did even FAU because I don't think that this is going to be close. I don't think this is going to be a fun game to watch. The only reason that I'm tuning into this game is because I haven't figured out yet what's going on with Jeff Sims, and I need to know if it's going to be him or Heinrich Harburg Coming in the game for Nebraska. Now, I personally think I've watched all of Nebraska's games, which I've watched almost everybody's in the Big Tens, all their games. So that's not something crazy to say. Harburg looked better, in my opinion. He just did. I think that he should be the starter going forward, and I don't really think that even if Jeff Sims was injured, I think that the coaching staff should go out of their way to make sure that he, quote-unquote, stays injured. Um, I don't want him to be hurt. Let me make that clear. I don't want his, uh, you know, I don't want anybody to be hurt ever. I'm a lover, not a fighter, baby. Um, but I think that they should just say, Hey, we're not really ready for you to come back yet and see what, uh, Harburg's going to do here. I think this is going to be a blowout. I mean, the spreads like 20, I know we're not talking about gambling on here, but I think they win by maybe even four touchdowns in this game. The defense is too good. They're not going to let Louisiana Tech score, and I think if the offense gets clicking and they start rallying around Heinrich, then um, it could be really ugly. It could be really ugly for Louisiana Tech in this game, and I think it will be. All right, next game, also at 330. This one is on NBC. We got Maryland, and we got them heading to Michigan State. Um, One of the few games in the Big Ten I have not watched yet. I haven't watched the highlights. I haven't even watched it back. Because uh, I don't think there's a reason to watch Michigan State get blown out by Washington. This has got to be one of their biggest losses they've had in the last, I don't know, five, ten years maybe. Um, It feels like, for me, because again, I didn't watch the game. From the vibes I'm getting from the Michigan State people that I follow, what I'm reading... Everything that's going on with them, as far as they finally just fired Mel Tucker, they gave him—they didn't officially fire him. They gave him his notice. I don't even want to talk about him anymore um, because I'm so sick of hearing the stories about it, and I'm so sick of seeing his face. Um, they gave him his notice though, and apparently there is a coaching search underway. Okay, that's a lot going on. All right, now I understand that these kids are Division One football players, and they can kind of bury a lot of this stuff and go out and play football. But if that's the case, Why'd you get ran out of the woodshed last week then? If you can bury some of this stuff and kind of, you know, keep moving on and playing football, is it because Washington's that damn good? Maybe. Maybe they are. Again, I haven't watched a game yet. I should. I should stop. I should pause right now and just, I should pull up the highlights right here on the screen and just watch them and make you guys watch me watch them. I'm not going to do that though. Um... But what I was trying to get at is that the vibe from the community feels really defeated. I mean, at least from the people I follow on Twitter, feels like a broken team. I heard people saying, I mean, you heard JR say it on Monday. He thinks that the players are giving up. Somebody else I was listening to says he thinks a lot of people are going to transfer. We'll see. Um, Maryland, though, they're a broken team in the first half. Are they finally going to start a game? with a lead maybe instead of being down 14-0 like they have been in 2 out of their 3 games this year. It's got to be this game, right? They have to be they have to be talking about that. Are the coaches talking about that? Hey guys. Hey guys, here's an idea. Let's go into this game and uh let's score first instead of giving the other team a two touchdown lead and having to come back in every single game. Now, that being said, even if Maryland goes down 14-0 in this game, I still think that they're going to win. I still think that they're going to win. They're way too talented. Um, you have uh, you just have too many pieces. You have too many pieces, and Michigan State, Just uh, I just don't feel like they're going to be able to stop them. I picked them to, before all this shit happened, I picked Maryland to do better than Michigan State anyway, so I thought this was going to happen since the summertime. And now you add on all the additional stuff that's happening in East Lansing, it's like, eh. It probably could be worse than I even thought it was to begin with. All right. So Maryland's gonna win. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me grab some water, man. As if that's gonna help. I've been sick for three days. Indiana. Indiana. My voice got extra deep after the water. Akron is coming to Indiana. We're going to the night games now. This is at seven thirty. It's on BTN. So far Akron has done this. They beat Morgan State. They lost big to Kentucky, which I will admit, I don't know a lot about Kentucky, but usually they're not that great, even though they're in the SEC. I know last year they kind of overperformed. I do know that. But then they also, Akron, this is, they also lost to Temple. So not really, a, you know, not really a game that I'm worried about for Indiana, but it is Indiana still, so we got to play well still, right? They need to win badly. You're coming off the game at Lucas Oil last year, which, or last year, last week, Which, by the way, I didn't even know that game was at Lucas Oil Stadium until the game started. Been nice if I would have looked that up before I did two or three podcasts about that game. But um, they're in Lucas Oil Stadium, and they had every shot to beat Louisville last week. And they just could not get it done. So once again, another team. It's like Purdue. It's like I was kind of talking about with Michigan. It's like I was talking about with Michigan State. It's even like Wisconsin, who I think played that well, a team that's trying to get a bad taste out of their mouth coming off of a bad loss or a heartbreaking loss. Let's figure it out this week against a Mac team that I don't think is very good. The defense is going to, I think, maybe shut out, maybe leave Akron with three points, leaving the game. Um, Kentucky held them to three points. And are they that good? I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not sure, but uh, Kentucky held them to three points. So if you're Indiana, you should be thinking, man, we could do that. We could hold them to under 10 at least, right? For sure. And then we got Taven Jackson, and he's going to score us at least 11 points. We got to win this game. Um, I'm looking for him to get it done passing and running in this game. I think he'll be able to do both against the uh, Akron defense. And then Cam Camper's got to score a touchdown this game, right? If you are in a state that accepts prop bets, which again, this is not the betting episode. But um, if, if you're in a state that accepts that, I'm not allowed to in Tennessee. I can't bet on uh, college football players like their props, like if they're going to score a touchdown or first touchdown scores. But if you're in a state that can do that, put in a bet for Cam Camper to uh, score at least one touchdown in this game. I think this is the game he finally gets off the schneid and uh, gets across the uh, goal line for the first time. All right, here's where we're getting really excited. I almost have this as my game of the week. Um, It's Iowa going to Penn State. The reason why I think it is potentially the game of the week is because this is also potentially what we could see in Indianapolis at the end of the year. This could be the winner from the West and the winner of the East, a little preview before it even happens at the end of the year. It could be. It's not crazy to think that this is a Big 10 championship preview. Um, But this is going to be a tough game for Iowa. I'm not going to get it twisted at all. Uh, I'm excited to see the game. Iowa's going to be wearing black pants. Their fans are super excited about that. Maybe a little bit too excited about the black pants. It looks cool. I'm not going to lie. It looks great. I'm excited to see it. Night game. Going to be a whiteout. And, you know, you heard uh, James Franklin. Possibly you heard this. Talking about like their record in the whiteouts, the full stadium whiteouts, not just the student section whiteouts. You gotta go watch that. Gotta go watch that interview where he does push ups in the middle of it. But um, you know, I, I'm lower on Cade than I was coming into the season. I think that Penn State's going to really put some pressure on him. Their defensive line is impressive. You guys have heard Chop Robinson's name, and if you haven't and you're an Iowa fan, you're gonna hear it on Saturday. You're definitely going to hear that on Saturday. I think that, um, you know, Iowa played Western Michigan last week, and I thought that Western Michigan was competing with them. They, They were competing with them in the first half. Western Michigan doesn't have guys to keep up with them for an entire game. Penn State does. And not only do they have guys to keep up, I think that they have guys... At, in all facets of the game that are better than what Iowa has uh, I'll say Iowa has a couple like players that might might be able to play I mean I shouldn't say they might be able to play on Penn State what am I trying to say here they might be better than some of the Penn State players you know the safety from Iowa Cooper Degene, Dijon Dijon mustard no it's Cooper dejean right um He'd be he'd be on Penn State's roster. He'd be starting over there, you know. Um, it's just it's just not going to be pretty. I was reading today that um, Caleb Johnson is going to be out for this game as well. He was a late scratch in the game on Saturday against Western Michigan, and then I heard that there's at least one offensive lineman that's going to be missing. Which, like I said, for Iowa, that is trouble because Penn State's defensive line is already going to be in the backfield quite a bit. Um, I'm expecting Penn State to win this game big. Like I said, wide out, crowd's going to be going nuts. And I think that they're just a better team. I I honestly don't think it matters where they played this game at. It could have been at Iowa. It could have been at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. It could have been at the uh, Georgia Dome. I don't think it really matters where this game was going to take place. I think Penn State's going to win by three touchdowns. Because they're just a better team. And I don't think that's crazy to say that. Now, kind of like what I was saying against, uh, or when I was talking about Rutgers and Michigan, they could totally win this game still. Iowa, this is. But they're going to have to play great and things are going to have to go their way. Cade's going to have to have the game of his life. Because all the other big games he's won when he was at Michigan, he had a lot of help around him. I don't think he has as much help anymore. And... Now he's playing against Penn State, who's probably one of the best teams he's played against so far. Maybe that Georgia team that he played, obviously, they were better um, in the playoffs two years ago. But you take them out, though, this is probably the best defense he's seen in his life. So uh, like I said, expecting Penn State to win this one. I'm still excited to watch it, though, because it could be a Big Ten championship preview. Could be that. All right, next game. We have Minnesota... And uh, Northwestern, I wrote zero notes for this game. Minnesota, you have to win this game. Oh, I did write one note. Why is this game at night? This is the most noon game I've ever seen in my life, and there's only one noon game this week. You're telling me, <laughs> you're telling me, we gotta. Man, this is tough. The, the views on this, you know, the viewership on this game, are going to be non-existent. The Big Ten Network, no one's watching this game. You got Iowa, and at the same time, you have Iowa and Penn State on CBS, and you have um, the next game I'm going to talk about, which is my game of the week, Ohio State and Notre Dame on NBC. At the same time, no one's watching this game. No one is, unless you have three TVs, or four, maybe even, because there's four night games. Right? I'd probably rather watch uh, Indiana versus Akron. I think that might be a, a better game. But, um, yeah, Minnesota going to Northwestern. Um, I mean, what are you what are you looking for in this game? I guess I'm looking for Darius Taylor to score four touchdowns. I'm not really sure. Is Ben Bryant going to do anything? And, uh, I mean, uh, everyone was talking to the offseason, highest rated PFF quarterback in the Big Ten, and now um, it's, I don't know. He just doesn't have help. A.J. Henning's not enough. I think Minnesota wins this game big. There's really no reason to watch this game. I'm going to. I'm still going to do it, but nobody else is. I mean, unless you're like me and you want to know what happens in every single game, there's not a reason to watch this game unless it's close in the second half. Unless Northwestern's defense just goes ape shit and the offense actually strings together like a couple of drives and it's 14 to 10 maybe at halftime, I'm not I'm not expecting a lot of people to flip this game on in the second half. I'm just not. All right. I am expecting a lot of people to flip this game on though. It's my game of the week for week four. It's my game of the week for week four. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Ohio State at Notre Dame. It's at 730. NBC. Don't miss it. Now, I watched back all three of Notre Dame's games so far. Here's what you need to look out for if you're an Ohio State fan or if you're just excited to watch this game like I am. Sam Howell, this dude is going to air it out. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to throw the ball down the field, period. Spencer Schrader is their kicker. He's the second guy I want to talk about because he's made three kicks this year. First of all, he's only kicked six and he kicked like 17 extra points because they're scoring touchdowns on everyone. Um, He's three for six. Not super impressive, is it? Until you look at his... His kicks that he made, which I saw, he made one from 50. And then at NC State on the road, crowd going crazy, he made one from 54. Why is that important? Because I think this is going to be a close game. It could come down to a final deep kick. And Notre Dame's definitely got a kicker that can win the game for them. Um, So if it does come down to that and it's the last drive, you're Ohio State fan, you're like, let's just keep them pinned back a little bit. They get up to like the 40 yard line. You better start getting nervous because this kid will hit a 60 yarder, maybe. I don't know. Um, he's got 24 extra points. I actually wrote that down. They got a big running back. Audric estime is his name. He is uh he reminds me of Leonard Fournette for a couple reasons. Number one is he's like built like him. He's not as tall as Leonard was, but he's like stocky and like super strong. And he also wears number seven. So it just like automatically, I always associate players with numbers. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, I don't know. I was going to say something inappropriate. I'm not going to say it. But anyways, uh, he reminds me of Leonard Fournette. He's big, he's strong, and he is sneaky fast. Like If he gets in the open field, he is gone. Ohio State's defense has got to be keyed in on him. Their wide receiver core, very impressive. Tobias Merriweather stood out to me. He is tall. I think he wears number five. Yeah, he was number five. Um, he's tall. First of all, he's not their leading receiver. He's not their leading touchdown getter. But for some reason, when I watched the games back, he just felt like a guy that like could maybe break out. Maybe he's a younger guy. Didn't look up like what class he was in. Maybe he's like a sophomore, freshman. But he's looks like he's kind of finding himself. But he's huge though. And he runs routes really well, and he gets open really well. And like I said, Sam Howell's throwing that thing around. So uh, look out for Mayweather. They also have two other guys. Stales, I believe was his last name, is actually their leading receiver. They got another guy named Tyree. They got like five wide receivers that can... They remind me of Ohio State's wide receivers. Like They just have this stable of great wide receivers that they can just run out there, and Sam Howell can throw it to any of them, and they're all good. So I think that they are going to be good on both the ground and in the air. I'm worried about Ohio State's defense. <coughs> Where's their weakness at? For me, for me it was their uh defensive line in the middle because I saw teams against Notre Dame, teams like Navy, teams like NC State like I said, and then uh their last game which was against oh my gosh, it's escaping me right now, but who oh, Central Michigan, that's who it was. Teams were having success running on them, but it was between the tackles. It wasn't sweeps. It wasn't like pitch plays or anything like that or jets. It was all between the tackles, like power running, not even zone reads either. It was all just like turn around, run right behind the offensive line, and teams were picking up chunk yards on them. Central Michigan was picking up chunk yards between the tackles on Notre Dame. So if you're an Ohio State fan, like I said, or like if you're just watching this game, you want to see Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. You want to see these guys get the ball and go straight down the field because that's where I think the weakness of this defense is at. Um, That being said, their defensive line, their edge rushers were still pretty good. Now, I say that it was against lower all this all these things i'm saying i mean all these things we're saying about any of these teams right it's against lower competition so it's like were their edge rushers really good or were they playing central michigan i think they were playing central michigan they might not be that good gotta protect mccord gotta give him time to throw i think that they'll be able to throw i also saw a lot of complete passes against i mean obviously i watched three games it felt like all the completions against Notre Dame were all crossing patterns, which Ohio State, I feel like, does a lot of. So I think that Ohio State could have some success. Obviously, they're watching more tape than I am, so they're going to find some weaknesses in there. But I think that the the success can come on the ground and keeping Sam Howell off the field, which is going to keep the game a lower point total, keep it close. Notre Dame hasn't really played a close game yet this year. Ohio State kind of did when they played Indiana, kind of a close game. So, uh keep it close. Do do what the Big 10 does, baby. Run the ball, get stops on defense, control the clock, and go win the game. Um all that being said, I think Notre Dame's going to win. <laughs> I don't know. They just looked really good. I don't again, I don't know if it's the competition they were playing or what, but uh I think that Notre Dame being at home, being a night game, tough environment, They got really skilled players. They got a veteran quarterback who's been around for nine years. They got amazing wide receivers. Their defense can get after you a little bit, maybe, I think. Or again, maybe it was Central Michigan. I'm not sure. But I think that Notre Dame is going to win this game. And I think it's going to come down to the kicker. I think Schrader's going to have to make a game winner as time is expiring. Notre Dame wins by two. Two points. All right. That was fun, man. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited to do the Bet Big episode that's coming on Friday. Make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm excited for the Big Ten versus Big Ten action that we got coming up. I'm excited for the non-conference games. Game of the Weeks, non-conference game. I'm excited for those as well. Um, Thanks to everybody that was listening. Uh, Like I said, please subscribe if you're on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify. Click on the five or four stars or three, whatever you think I deserve. And uh, I don't even know. I don't look at Apple anymore or write a review if you want to. I don't care. Uh, or don't. Or just keep listening. Just subscribe and keep listening. I appreciate you guys. Um, Games starting on Friday. Bet Big coming out on Friday. We'll be back next week with the wrapped episode as well. Until then, I will see you guys in the future.